All right, everybody, we are back. It is the new season of We Hate Movies, and as promised, November is the next listener request month. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like, you know, coming home late, and you, you, know, you, you bring home a little something for the girlfriend. She's all mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry we've been gone, baby, but uh, here's a listener request month for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're sorry. Get out! <laughs> yeah, exactly. See through that shit. That's not a thing! <laughs> I would love to give, uh, people should start giving each other listener request months as gifts. <laughs> I, I gifted you a listener request month. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It's not a metric that you <laughs> can use. Drop in here, swing by, and just let you guys know. That doesn't make sense. Uh, what you're talking about is complete horse shit. But what's not horse shit, <laughs> November 2014, you are picking the movies that we watch. For anyone who's new to the program, the rules are as follows. The 10-year law that we... Law, my God. There hasn't been legislation passed. The rule that we have for ourselves is off the table. So you can do something in 2014, something in 2013, and so on. 2016? <laughs> if you can figure a way to do that, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a lot of fun. People enjoy it. Um, I got nothing, sorry. <laughs> bombed, out, bombed out there. That's all right. Uh, but no, it's... You call in. This is what it is. For, again, for those of you who are new to the program, you call in to our, our, our hotline, the WHM hotline, which for the first time, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you several times on this plug, 718-925-3893. You call in. You leave your name, first name only. I don't want to bleep out any surnames. First name only, where you're calling from, what the movie is, and I can't stress this enough. A brief reason why you would like us to do the movie. The drunker, the better, as always. Or if you're calling in after some tall glasses of water, we always appreciate those calls. But if you leave an eight-minute phone call, I'm just going to look. Because Skype can tell me, right? I look, and it's like someone called you at 3.30 in the morning. Oh, what's that? The voicemail's nine and a half minutes long? I'm just going to go ahead and delete that. Well, that's where you're getting your tall glass of water phone calls. Well, know? just, just limit. If, if, you've, if, you've, if you've consumed some tall glasses of water, just keep it brief. That's all. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> uh, one request per call. Uh, and, you know, yes. you can call in multiple times if you want, if you have good ideas. I mean, don't, don't be a pig about it, you know. <laughs> no, Once or twice is fine. Steve brings up a good point, though. Don't call in and be like, you know what would be hilarious? Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a movie, sir. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Don't say, you know, do these movies, you know, do these kinds right. of movies. Split, Pick a movie. Specific movie, yeah. And, and like we said before, any years on the table. Also, if it's out of print, you know, let us know. We'll track down a v VHS if we need to. And uh, here's the thing. Don't ask us to do a movie we've already done an episode on. Now, I know we've got 160-some-odd episodes. It's a lot. There is an episodes tab on the website, whmpodcast.com. Click on episodes. You can scroll through and just do a little control F or an Apple F. Type in the movie you want. If it comes up on the episodes page, don't call in and ask us to do it. It's like you get a phone call and it's like, oh, my God, you guys, I've got the movie for you. Hider in the hat. Delete. You're just going to get deleted because we did it. 
And also, there are some films we will not touch, as we've stated on previous episodes and previous lists of request month bumpers. So again, for that info, go to the FAQ page on our website. Again, whmpodcast.com. The hotline again, 718-925-3893. You have, from the day this episode is dropping... Uh, which is September the 9th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have until 11.59 p.m. on September 30th. So you have the rest of this month to get your calls in. Anything 12 midnight on October 1st and after does not qualify. So and make sure you get your calls in. Also, that's Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Yeah. America. I'm not staying up <laughs> to 3 o'clock in the morning. I, I refuse. I got, no. work, I got work tomorrow. Yeah, no, we got places to be. We have sleep to be had. Tall glasses of water to drink. Can't be sitting around waiting for your late phone calls. <laughs> it's really aggressive. Uh, I mean, there's, <laughs> here's the thing. There's a ton. We, we only eliminated about 200 movies. <laughs> there's still a million movies left. Exactly. And you got plenty of time. Plenty of time. I'm not saying rush out and do it now because that's the last thing, by the way. You don't want to, like, regret a call. Yeah, because we'll we'll listen to that. Yeah, and we'll laugh at it. Oh, we'll oh, laugh. Don't, we don't laugh at people. <laughs> Come on. No, but guys. I'm just saying. You know, you don't want to blow your chance at requesting a great movie. Yeah. If you just like rush out and just request something, you know, that we've done before. Whatever, yeah. You know. Yeah. So just think it through. We got plenty of time. Get your calls in. All calls welcome. Seven one eight nine two five three eight nine three is the WHM hotline. This November, you tell we hate movies what to watch. Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin, Steven Sadak, Eric Siska, and we hate movies. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to We Hate Movies, the start of a new We Hate Movies season, a new school year. Mm-hmm. Uh, either you're going back to school, you're moving into your new dorm, you're finally getting those fucking pesky kids back on the bus where they belong. And we're here to talk about The Substitute from 1996, the OG substitute, not the Treat Williams substitute, the Tom Berenger substitute from 96, directed by Robert Mandel who's known for two other big things, directing the film FX. Couldn't get him back for FX, too. Oh, really? You couldn't do it, huh? No, couldn't figure it out. Uh, and also the X-Files pilot. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So here we are. We're back, settled in, ready to rag on the substitute. And I mean, like, you know, a lot of people are going back to school. Maybe you're a creepy janitor. Uh, you know, <laughs> all your pretties are coming back. Uh, maybe... Maybe you're a school administrator. You All got your pretties are coming back. <laughs> that shit to deal with. Maybe you work in the school boiler room. <laughs> yeah. All your future victims that you're going to kill in their sleep are yeah. coming back. And, and, you'll, and you'll, your pretties. <laughs> well, of course. Of course the pretties. What a weird <laughs> thing you started. <laughs> what, a, what a weird, weird man. <laughs> Steven Sadak, a weird man. But so this is The Substitute, and The Substitute is, of course, one of those, much like The Principal, which came out much earlier. Not a decade, possibly. Just about. 88 or 87 or something. Now, what is the real origin? Maybe The Blackboard Jungle from 1955? Yeah, you know, 
It's quite possible. It's like they saw that movie and was like, let's remake this with, oh, a bloodthirsty mercenary and call it the substitute. And then let's also, before that, remake it with, with, a, with a big fat idiot. <laughs> well, you got to ease into, you know, you can't just go from, you know, the innocent yet dangerous world of Blackboard Jungle mm. into a mercenary pretending right. to be a substitute teacher. You, you, have to have a, you have to have a fat moron in the middle of it. Right. And that's, that's, that's the, the purpose the, that the principal serves. And uh, Dangerous Minds is the elephant in the room, right? I is mean, that 95? Yeah, I think it was just before this. I think this is, seems like a pretty quick uh, reaction to it. Oh, yeah. They, 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 that came out, and they yeah. were like, oh, light it up. <laughs> green light. <laughs> green light. Going. Well, uh, unlike, you, right away you get there, just keep going. Go, go. Unlike most substitute movies, though, uh, this one was released in theaters, yeah. as far as I can remember, uh, which is good. Uh, here's the thing. I like this movie. It's stupid as shit, but I totally like it. I'm so glad you said that up front, because the last thing we need is pitchforks outside the offices here. <laughs> Because uh, I can't stress this enough, folks at home. We're just having fun with it. And if you like the, uh, I almost said the principal, but if you like the substitute, <laughs> that's totally fine. We like it too. Yes. Now, here, I mean, here's the thing it's a new season of We Hate Movies. Yeah. Anything is possible. And this is just the season premiere. Like, we're just mm. getting going right now. We might do a movie that you like. And you know what? It's fine. So let's just let's just all settle back down. Yeah, it's the new season. Everyone's a little more tan in the beginning, like those <laughs> season premieres of TV shows. Maybe some new characters are going to pop up. Who knows? You never know. You never know what's going to happen on We Hate Movies. So this starts off, we're in Cuba, because, <laughs> duh. Why not? Well, yep. it's weird because the credits happen. Like, it's like, you know, Tom Berenger, The Substitute, and then it's like... <laughs> Off the coast of Cuba, you, you, you get your you, your Oliver Stone scroll. Yeah. Uh, Wait, it's it's like, like that computer font that they're still typing. Yeah, oh yeah, they're, they're doing it for you as as you know. Off the coast like, of Cuba, Operation Gauntlet, by the way. Uh, yeah, and and it's it's 1996. Someone's already directed an X Files pilot with weird scrolling text on the bottom of the screen. Let me put that out there. But the weird thing it's is, the credits keep going after it. It's like yeah. it, it, that. That to me is weird. I feel like once you introduce. Movie text, credits are over. If you're telling me a lot of statistics <laughs> yeah. about the mission I already didn't see happen. Wait a second. Maybe that Project Gauntlet mm-hmm. was actually part of the movie, the, the, the credits, and it was a code name for the movie. Oh. This might be a government project. <laughs> to what end? Got you there. <laughs> Well, it's like after the Star Wars scroll, it's like Harrison Ford, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like, no, no, the time has passed. And uh, we've, we, we, we settle in. We have all our texts, which tells us uh, how many people started on this mission, what the goal was, the fucking latitude and longitude. Yeah, oh, the latitude and longitude. Well, you, what do you if, expect someone to do with that when they're watching? Like, I'm sitting in the theater watching yeah. Substitute, right? <laughs> and, and latitude and longitude pops up. Do I take my globe out? And I'm like, oh, he's right here. No, well, I'll tell you why that's there. Is because this movie's about mercenaries. Yeah. And if you're a mercenary sitting in the theater, yeah. you'll be like, yep, those are troubled waters. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Or you're like, bullshit! That's technically Delaware! Like, you know, just like you know it off the top of your head, the Latin lawn of that. Man, what a flub, huh? You meant Cuba and you got Delaware? <laughs> you're just way off. That's Do some egregious. fucking research. Get the interns on that shit. 
And he's just, I mean, this is the beginning. Tom Berenger's John Shale. Yeah, something like that. Shale. Shale. I, yeah, Shale, that's what they call him, Shale. Is he just, he might be just one name. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. like a Cher. <laughs> he's like Mystique. Yeah. <laughs> I'd prefer to think of him as Cher, personally. <laughs> it's just me. He's a terrible mercenary. He is not a good mercenary. <laughs> the first no, time we terrible. see him, he's taking a nap in a boat. <laughs> because they had narrowly escaped Cuba, where they were destroying a quote-unquote drug facility or something. It's not The vague drug trade is yep. returned. Yep. And uh, apparently he botched it and three people died. The botched job. only three? Yeah, three people died, but okay. the great, he had a team of people, and they ca- they you know they catch up to him. They're like, "Oh, what happened to you know Rodriguez, Johnson, and Alvarez?" And they're like, "Nope." And it's like, "Really? We left you, and everything was fine." He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, it went to shit afterwards." And it's yeah. like, "Yeah, obviously." And that's what I've always been curious about with like real mercenaries, right? Because you get those in um, Expendables movies too, right? Mm-hmm. And all the all the movies of that ilk, where it's like. If you know one character encounters another character and they're like, well, "Where's Rodriguez?" And all they have to say is "Didn't make it," and then it's no questions asked. Right. I'd be like, "The fuck do you mean didn't make it? Where's Rodriguez?" Hey, one less, one less cut. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Now, 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 right? now that piece of pie is bigger for all of us. Rodriguez is out of the picture. No questions asked. Don't you want some pie? Wouldn't you want more pie? It'd be great if, like, Rodriguez shows up afterwards. Like, what do you mean? Dude, you're dead. Like, oh, no, he didn't make it. He was making a phone call. He's got the next boat out. I, mean, I just meant he, he didn't make the boat. He did, did, did not make it. What, oh, you what? thought you thought didn't make it. He was dead. <laughs> well, that's on you. I, I said nothing of the sort. <laughs> that's, that's great. If anyone asks you where a friend of yours is, just say didn't make it. <laughs> From now on. And just ominously, and don't answer any questions. Well, you, I mean, you could... You could, uh, like, if you're meeting folks for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Right? And it's like, uh, oh, where's Steve? Oh, he couldn't make it tonight. <laughs> Just say it like that yeah, in yeah. that tone, too. See if anybody follows up. That's the true measure of how much those people care about that person. Yeah, he couldn't make it tonight. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I'm going to have the chicken. <laughs> and then say nothing else for the rest of the meal. <laughs> yeah, just be awkwardly <laughs> quiet. Act like you're in mourning, kind of, but like... <laughs> So this team that Tom Berenger gets picked up, and this is a ragtag group of guys. You got Luis Guzman. You got Bill Forsyth. Who else is on that team? Uh, Raymond Cruz, Tuco from ba- Breaking Bad. Oh, a very right. young Raymond Cruz. He looks great. He's in phenomenal shape in this movie. A unflat-topped Richard uh, Brooks, which I don't have any time for. Uh, Richard Brooks, a dude from Law & Order who uh, was... The original, I think he was the original ADA before the, they got sexy ladies. Yes, he was the ADA because the, the George Zunza was the fat pig detective. <laughs> That's how that team worked. They never really, they never called, I think they do a little bit sometimes, but they never called Jack McCoy on his hiring practices. Like all <laughs> of the tens from then on out. It's like one dude and then all these tens show up. Yeah, totally. After Michael Moriarty got out of there, it was just all babes. It'd be great if Richard Brooks's character came back and like ca- caused a suit, like you know what I mean? Like, oh, all these white women, la- uh, all these sexy white women, huh? Didn't have time for uh, good old Richard Brooks and my flat top haircut, huh? Of course, that was back in the early Law and Order days, where Dick Wolf did not give a fuck about you, no, and you just you just left, yeah, you unceremoniously just left that mm-hmm. show, and that was the end of it. No one's asking where George Zunza is. No. Although I think that character... Bottom char- of a lake. Did that character get murdered? That might have been the only uh, one. Did, did, 
Maybe. Somebody murder, was murdered. Uh, Kristen Rome was a lesbian, or Elizabeth Rome was like, a, that was the best ending. It's just like, is it because I'm a lesbian? And everyone's like, wait, what? And it's like, <laughs> bye, everybody. Executive producer Dick <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What a cold outro. Uh, the substitute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. The school session is in here, fellas. So what I realized is, I mean, and again, I like this movie a lot. It's really fun, and it's like brainless, but... My God, does it take him too long to become the substitute? This movie should be called The Mercenary slash The Substitute. Because the first fucking like 45 minutes of this movie, there's no substitute teaching. Well, that's the thing is that when you, once you start seeing like the aftermath of this job got awry and they're in the safe house, you kind of realize this movie is too long already because you're like, this, there's not, we're not where we need to be. You're like, oh no, it's taking too long to even get there. Oh shit, where are all the at risk youth? Mm-hmm. This isn't good. And the thing is, like, he, he comes back to Miami after this botched mission and <laughs> he meets up with his girlfriend, which he met in Nicaragua. Excuse me, Nicaragua? Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Yes. And it's nothing against the country or people, it's just my own. Speech impediments. Just your own fucking beer mouth. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, it's the first episode back, okay? <laughs> well, we're all shaking the rust off. Yeah. Here. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, the they, is, they I, met on a random job in Nicaragua, is what she says. Right. So I don't, but I don't need to see her being hassled at school. Nope. Why not show how bad it is when he shows up? Like, you can just hear about it. Like, yeah. I mean, we're with this woman having a horrible time trying to teach these kids for a little while it's her and then it's the dude with dreadlocks from the speed movies yeah yeah these are the three movies that that guy's known for and he's not a bad actor he's totally yeah. fine in this he's a really stupid character in those speed movies. he's the guy who he's in his car gets car? wrecked and then his boat gets wrecked in speed Two cruise control hey can Wait, i say that bring- by the way you promised weekend at bernie's one or two in this new season yeah. I want to promise Speed 2 Cruise Control at some point. It might not be till summer blockbusters, sure. but we have to talk about that movie at some point. But yeah, he, they wedge him into Speed 2 I never as, saw if, as if everybody just <laughs> loved that gag so much of the rich businessman like getting his Mercedes destroyed. Yeah. That he's got this new boat and he's like, oh, I'm so happy I got out of L.A. Remember when my car got smashed and then like... Fucking cruise ship, like cruise controls into a yeah. dock and breaks his boat. Question: yeah. Is Keanu Reeves' character still there? No, different character. It's different ha- character, it's same haircut. <laughs> Sandy Bullock is the character that crosses over oh, because you know what? She had a rough time on that bus adventure, so mm. she needs a vacation. So she goes on a, uh, this cruise ship where she meets handsome Jason Patrick, who does indeed have the same haircut as Keanu Reeves. Sure yeah. does. And then the boat's taken over by Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Why Let not? That shit sink. Yeah, why not indeed? But so that's that's for many moons from now. So, but yeah, so we're we 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 it, take, it takes a while. By the way, the news is aware. This is such a cock up. The news is aware. It's an international incident. It is. He and like they're all sitting at the safe house. <laughs> yeah, they've been burned by the U.S. government. <laughs> Disavowed. Oh, right. oh yeah, they say something like, "Oh, Luis Guzman's like he says, uh, you know, technically, we don't exist." And that's my sh- really shitty and offensive no, it's, Luis it's, Guzman. It's better than I thought it would be. 
<laughs> but he's like, you know, technically we don't exist now. And I'm like, wow, yeah, it's they got burn noticed. Yeah, and uh, William Forsyth, who's dressed like the king of Williamsburg this entire movie. He, he's straight out of the Warriors. Yeah, it's just like he's just got like the cool, like it, it, it wasn't cool then, but it's super cool now. He's got these big brown glasses, he a looks, mustache. He looks really fucking cool. He, looks like, he looks like 2014 cool. Yeah, exactly. He's just missing a sleeve tattoo with a lot of water on it. But other than that, <laughs> he looks really fucking cool. And like he's like the loose cannon, so he kicks the TV over, and you're like, okay, when are we getting to the school? We get to the school. Diane Venora, who is uh, who I call not Michelle Forbes. Mm-hmm. She's like that's you, fair. You always have to double check your your uh, IMDb. Like, is that <laughs> oh? Uh, n- she was in Heat. She's also in uh, The She's, Insider. Uh, who is she in Heat? Robert De Niro's wife. Pacino's wife. Oh, right, right, right. And yeah, she's uh, Russell Crowe's wife in The Insider. Hey, speaking of Pacino, you see they're making a fucking Devil's Advocate TV show? No. Yeah, stay tuned for us watching that. Holy at some shit. Point. Yeah, we're coming back. Wait, though, did right? 666 Park Avenue get canceled? <laughs> Man, I'm sad to say I watched most of that show. It's just Rosemary's Baby with fucking Terry O'Quinn. Oh, shit, did Rosemary's Baby get canceled? They isn't finished that, it. Isn't that going to be something? Isn't they, that, that was a miniseries. miniseries. Oh. It happened. Oh, shit, did it get canceled? <laughs> I mean, it ended. <laughs> I watched the first half of it, and it was uh, not great. You know, you know what it missed uh, from the first movie? Everything. <laughs> so, she, you know, she's getting hassled by Mark Anthony, uh, which is Who's, a pro. He's awesome in this movie. He's a good he's, actor. He's bone chilling. He plays a really good, like, hard-edged piece of shit, 37-year-old that's menacing around high school. <laughs> you know, he is pretty terrifying for a 90-pound waif. He's very small as a person, but as yes. a character... Oh, bigger than life. <laughs> he's larger than a house, <laughs> character speaking. Yes. Yeah, she's driving away, and he jumps on her car and does the la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la yeah, yeah. giving her all great? kinds of fingers, and yeah. it's just... It's, it's, it's gross. It's, it's nasty business. Well, because she's, he's, he's pissed <laughs> off that she like tried to reach him, and he's like, uh-uh, bitch, you're going to die. And it's yeah. like, uh... She does the whole... It, it's actually... She doesn't mean it to come off this way, but it's condescending anyway. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm trying to talk to you as an equal with respect. And he's like, I'm going to fucking cut your throat out and then feed it back to you. And she complains to Ernie Hudson about this, who is the principal of the school. I love that this is the first of two times Ernie Hudson's been in, like, a role of authority with, like, dangerous people around. Because he's also the warden on Oz. Yeah, same mustache. (laughs) Well, that's his authority mustache. Yeah. All I kept thinking about was uh, his terrible accent in Congo. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, yeah, don't worry. The race politics in this, in this movie, not so much. Not a bad day to be in Central Africa. <laughs> so it's that impression. It was running through my head this whole time, so I'm just <laughs> thankful you said it. Yeah, there's a lot of, like... These monsters mm-hmm. and look at those animals, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And at least the principal had white Zach. You know, it was there was the one bad kid who was a white guy who was actually the worst of all of them because he tried to rape that woman. Oh, hey, white Zach. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And th- this movie, no, I, I, there's like no white students at all. Which I mean, well, you're, maybe it's realistic. Yeah, but there's every kid is just like fucking boomboxing. Nobody wants to get better, you know. Like when we're introduced to the high school, it's a huge fight that's happening between three forty-year-olds. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, the casting it's in these movies ridiculous. is always terrible, and it's like, uh, 
it's one guy is holding this dude's like from behind like he's got his arms and this guy is it mark anthony that's punching him no he's just watching because he's like the leader oh right. you're right yeah kod this, this guy is just being fucking decimated mm. and everyone's just of course watching and cheering because it's a bad high school and i guess that's what you do mm-hmm. just watch people get their fucking ass kicked where's the white guy se- where's the white guy <laughs> security team that's just running around well because yeah we will as we find out yeah. i mean we're, we're gonna get to it eventually but this this is a crooked school. Yeah, things yeah, are not it, as they seem, I see. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> I was about to say it might not be what it seems, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of interesting because if you compare it to what the story of the principal is, and the principal is just like a fucking idiot gets fired because he ogled some girl or whatever, and they make him go be the principal of a bad school, <laughs> yeah. he's still just like a school administrator. Yeah. Like That's all he knows. This has... A mercenary in disguise, a corrupt principal that's working in conjunction, like, you know, he used in to be a corrupt cop. Yeah, he was a corrupt cop who became a corrupt high school principal. Don't forget, he's also running for senator or something like city else. Council. It's city, city council. Ca- you got to start small. It's city council, mayor, senate, president. or mayor, governor. Yeah. Either way, Ernie Hudson wants to be president. <laughs> Ernie Hudson, mayor of Miami. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would vote Ernie Hudson for president. Yeah. Oh, really? Dude, any chance I can get to put a Ghostbuster in the White House? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm I'm voting Keith David. <laughs> Keith David would be a better president than Ernie Hudson. I feel like he would be stronger on foreign policy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it, yeah, I mean, you could. Putin calls up Keith David. He's pissing his pants and hanging up, dude. He gets on the Wait, phone what? with Keith- Kim Jong Un, and he just goes, "I didn't take it out for air," <laughs> and then. North Korea just fucking disassembles dissemble, <laughs> all of their missiles. Just because Keith David told Kim Jong-un he's not going to take his dick out for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. Yeah. That's Putin, how it would go. I Putin, know. Putin hangs up. He's like, I think the devil is the president of the United States. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost positive. It's either that or the guy from Gargoyles. But it might be Satan himself. We're not fucking around anymore. <laughs> That's the plot of that third Omen movie. Is like uh, Sam Keith Neal. David is president. <laughs> no, Sam Neill as a grown Damien is trying to get elected president or some shit. Oh man, so I the watch devil can those. be president. Those sequels are bad. Yeah. You know, some people in this country will tell you now that there is a devil in the White House. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just ask that, uh, who's that fucking moron that made that 2016 Obama's America? Oh, uh, oh I, D'Souza or something? He, Dinesh D'Souza. Don't worry, he went to court for uh, voter fraud. Yeah, he's in jail, isn't he? I don't know. It's some legal. I don't Whatever. know. So we got this teacher. Who? What's the actress's name again? Uh, Diane Venora. So she, like we explained, is the the link with Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger, after they get burned, heads to Miami. They all head to Miami, I guess, to like let things cool down. I a guess because it's just the closest place. Yeah, but apparently, yeah. Also, get like get the fuck there. out of Dodge. Like I would. There, there are three CIA agents dead. You know, international incident. I think that. There, where's the cleanup crew for the CIA, by the way, to get rid of these dudes? You're totally right. And that's like the whole thing that just gets dropped in this movie in favor of fighting a drug smuggling ring. Yeah. Which is fine, I guess. But like, that's that's what you want, right? Yeah. Like, Behringer is like knee deep in this school. Like, he's hot on the trail of what's going on and everything. And then all of a sudden, there's all these fucking cleaners that come yeah. looking for people. 
And, and they then start, they start systematically wiping out that team. I mean, Bill, you start with Luis Guzman because he's not going anywhere. He's the easy prey, yeah. Bill Clinton signed their death warrant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Definitely. <laughs> we got to get that SEAL team. Knock them out. They fucked up that shit in Cuba. Loose lips, my friend. Loose lips. That's what happens when you play fast and loose with Slick Willie. <laughs> <laughs> the Clinton body count. <laughs> no, that's a real thing, guys. Oh, yeah, I know. I've seen it. I've seen those documents. You, you've seen it? Mm, I've seen the redacted ones. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh God, fucking high access. It's a, it's a mighty uh, bit of access you have there. So, yeah, she, she, she's happy. To, she thinks she's about to get raped and murdered in her apartment building. And it's no, uh, weirdly, Tom Berenger just surprises her. In the elevator. Yeah. Which is, I mean, he's definitely just hanging out in that elevator. <laughs> Going up and down. Yeah, and then day. every time the door opens, he's like, oh. Oh, nope, you're not who I needed. I'm just going to stand here quietly. And then, yeah, he, like, sneaks out, scares the shit out of her, and then just laughs about it. It's one of those scenes. Mm-hmm. And then the next day she gets kneecapped uh, as... While jogging on the beach. As Tom Berenger astutely uh, observes by a Seminole. I'm like, oh, wow, good for you. Like, <laughs> just There's this weird Native American thread in this movie, again, with the racial politics. But it's really... It just kind of... This guy is just... By the way, I guess this guy's aim is to murder her in broad daylight. Like, she's on Miami Beach. There's people everywhere. He is ready to yeah. lay down the death blow. Because it, he, he kneecaps her just to get her immobile. And, yeah. And, and why? Because uh, she tried to get Mark Anthony suspended from school, but the principal's corrupt and wouldn't let that happen anyway. So why? <laughs> oh, yeah. there's... The, <laughs> Most You're of totally right. most of Ernie Hudson's business does not make sense in this movie. Like, it, yeah. wh- why it operates this way? What the cover is and what the I, real thing is? I guess is. he's trying to keep out like every good administrator and teacher possible in this school, yeah. and, like just m- making it go to hell. But is he is he helping the drug smuggling in order to get money to fund the city council campaign? Oh, that's how every city council campaign goes, man. <laughs> but so that's the idea, right? That's what he needs the money for? Because uh, yeah. he's a real Gus Fring yeah. in this movie. I think it's he's like a pillar yeah. of the community. You know, there's a lot of like him just kissing babies, you know, mm-hmm. and doing all that kind of stuff. But then in reality, like the, the dark underbelly of Ernie Hudson is that he's fucking slinging coke with these Cubans. Cubans, no, and and Native, mostly Native Americans. Is it the Native Americans that are the direct connection there? I haven't the slightest fucking clue. I mean, it's like, a there's vague... a lot of people slinging drugs. When we say vague drug trade, <laughs> what's awesome is when she goes to Ernie Hudson and he's like, "All right, now tell me exactly what she said or what he said to you, like what Mark Anthony said to you." And it's like it, whatever it is, it's clearly like a threatening thing. And Ernie Hudson's like. Well, okay, but he didn't directly say he was going to hurt you. I don't know. It doesn't sound like a threat to me. I really wish I could do something for you. I'd be like, well, this principal of mine, my boss is corrupt. Yeah, He has to be. You can just go to the cops at that point. A threat is a threat. No one's calling the police in this movie. Again, not anywhere near it. The cops, like, show up here and there, but only after the damage is done. Like, with the kneecapping... You hear police sirens, and then it, we just fade out. We don't deal with a police officer. Yeah, so he kneecaps her, and then he's trying to murder her. And then, <laughs> clearly, Tom Berenger shows up, yeah. and he's like, no way. And he just kind of, like, barrels into him. He fights the shit out of this guy, but this guy bests him like the mountain. I mean, it's, it's kind of a bear fight. Like, they're two enormous <laughs> bears. 
<laughs> just going at it, just wrestling mm-hmm. on the beach. Just yeah, a couple I mean, of the, bears. You don't want that Behringer bear claw coming at you. It'll, it'll r- r- wipe your face right off. Yeah, he's someone who definitely practices Krab Maga. <laughs> and so he kneecaps her. And then, like, his team, apparently, since he's still the leader, they want to get some cool hot Merc gigs, you know? like yeah. yeah, they're like, what's the next thing? We need a taste. We're starting to get the shakes. <laughs> I haven't killed anyone in hours. <laughs> so Tuco, he says that he has this plan. It's like, oh, we got to meet with this guy. It's protection for his client, blah, blah, blah. And we get, like, the most ridiculous, like, wacky scene in this movie. We get, we get Cliff DeYoung, who you might remember from Pulse. And if you don't remember him from Pulse... <laughs> That's totally normal. <laughs> Don't be alarmed. Because Pulse is the movie where all the fucking electronic gadgets start coming to life trying to kill people. Yes. And uh, I think he was also in, um, oh, my God, what was that movie with um, Dennis Hopper and Kiefer Sutherland? Flashback? Yes. Yeah. He's a crooked cop. Oh, he's a crooked cop? Yeah, I, I go about it. Well, he, he seems like he always plays a piece of shit. Yeah, he's got a piece of shit face. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so, so, they, so they go into the, they meet Cliff the Young. Who's eating a bowl of cereal through the entire scene and chewing is, and talking. It's the mid-90s, so we're obsessed with, like, Bran and stuff like yeah. that. Like, that was a thing in the 90s. You had the famous Phil Hartman sketch on SNL about colon blow. Yeah. Like, it was all there for Bran Flakes in the 90s. It was it was Bran Flakes' game to lose. And speaking of Saturday Night Live, we get a little Saturday Night Live sketch for no reason. This is really stupid. So it's like, I guess Clifton Young is interviewing mercenaries. In his house. <laughs> In this big house, it's really like leftover 80s Miami, which is awesome. It's Cliff DeYoung's just like eating cereal in fucking Tubbs' house kind Mm. of a thing. And we're watching this commercial for a mercenary. Like it's this mercenary's like video resume. And it's really corny. And everyone thinks it's amazing. Everyone's like, there's like explosions. He's dressed up as a ninja. It is so ridiculous. There's even a like one nine hundred number or something to call him to hire. It's like it looked like he was producing this to air on television. And I'll <laughs> tell you what, man, it's not going to be airing on television. No, exactly. It's You're, a waste of resources. It's a murder for hire tape. What are you doing? <laughs> and I, I mean, like, and of course, Berenger is like the straw man for Berenger to be like, that's not what mercenaries do. Oh, you know, yeah. like he's, like, ha, 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 he's laughing at him. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, it is kind of awesome though because the way the three of them, not Tom Berenger, it's it's Clifton Young, this mercenary, and then this woman who I guess is a publicist. I don't. I even think know. it's like Clifton Young's secretary or something, but. Sure. The three of them are really into it, and they're like, yeah, this is great, this is great. And then, like, Tom Berenger just starts laughing at it, and it's, like, that great moment of, like, I want to show you this art thing that I made. Yeah. And then someone laughs at it, and you're like, but it, it's not funny. Uh-huh. Oh, no, he's laughing at it. It's pretty serious. <laughs> so they leave, and Berenger's like, cut the shit, please. And he's like, yeah, okay, we're fine. And we'll go he starts telling this and thing. Then, and then, well, Cliff the Young lets out a fart at this point. <laughs> oh, a big, it's, it's very tutor. important. So, like... He's like, all right, Stacy, you know, you can go home now. I'm just going to talk to Tom Berenger on my own. And he closes the door and fucking lets out this fart. And I'm like, what movie am I watching? <laughs> yep, great why question. Are you, why are you <laughs> farting right now? Great question. <laughs> I thought, why are you farting right now? <laughs> I thought it was a fake fart at first, too. But it turns out it's a real <laughs> fart because Tom Berenger's like disgusted by it. <laughs> and again, what fucking movie am I watching? <laughs> well, I think he's a for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which is a real Tom Berenger. Thanks One a lot. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, he goes through it and he's like a slimy piece of shit. And like Tom Berenger as a mercenary, as a multiple, he kills more people in this movie than fucking Wyatt Earp does in Tombstone. <laughs> and he's on a real high horse about the drug trade. He yeah, just won't, won't touch it. Won't. Like, and all mercenaries are dealing with drugs. But like, that's yeah, the whole fucking point of being a mercenary. Also, you're going to a giant house in Miami. Did you really think drugs weren't involved? So Clifton Young's giving him all this shit about how money is money, and this is what mercenaries do. Yeah, it's what it's, makes the world yeah. go round. Yeah, what do you think? It's going to be like counterfeit fucking jeans? Well, like, it's, it's, well, it's like, also honestly. like what I never understood about, like... Fucking Vito Corleone's problem yeah. in that first Godfather, where he's like, "Yeah, we don't we don't handle drugs." I'm right. like, "You're in the fucking mafia. You professionally kill people. Just because you're slinging olive oil on the side I doesn't mean, make you some legitimate businessman." Yeah, and what's the difference between alcohol, kind of? Yeah, alcohol, guns, everything else. You're fucking peddling Don Corleone. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking two faced bastard. Yeah, he was a phony. I'm glad he paled over in that Don goddamn Corleone is a real oh, phony spoiler. baloney. <laughs> spoiler alert for the Godfather. So, so Clifton Young asks him, like, you know, like you're you're a killer. What's the difference or whatever? And Tom Berenger has that grabs him by his throat. <laughs> oh yeah, like, the difference is you're still breathing. <laughs> he's like a real surly dad in this movie. Yes. Yeah, it's, a, it's like it's like your friend's dad who you were always scared to cross. Cut the shirt! Yeah, <laughs> you never know when he's going to snap. By the way, in my group of friends in high school, I had the Tom Berenger dad. <laughs> I had the Tom Berenger dad, too. Oh, it was terrifying. <laughs> like, everybody would be like, your dad's hilarious, but he's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, well, he's a cop. That's what they do. Uh, oh, Young then, shits his pants. Yeah, I was going to say, can we get to this? He shits <laughs> his fucking rompers, man. He shits his pants. And it's a disgusting, like, again... The Foley artist was having a lot of fun with a bowl of pudding and a smile on now, his face. Also, the funny thing is, had Tom Berenger actually killed him, he still would have shit his pants. Yeah, those bowels would evacuate either way. That's mm-hmm. correct. I, I imagine the director just like listening to it, like, uh, can we get that like 20% wetter, please? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, no. Oh, can we get like a little pop? Like, <laughs> maybe there was a bubble. Well, because he's bragging to Tom Berenger earlier in the scene, like, I eat six bowls of bran flakes a day. You got to keep regular this, that, and the other thing. Gets all the toxins out of your body. And then four minutes later, a grown man shits his pants. Oh, can I get a stomach rumble as well? No, that's too much. <laughs> we'll take, that, take, that, take that back. Oh, but you know what? I do definitely want to use the take where Cliff DeYoung grabs the back of his pants. And the sound effect is as follows. Squack. Because that is what happens. He's like, what? he gives Tom Berenger this look, which can only be translated as, well, you didn't have to make me shit in my pants. And then he grabs his fucking khakis, and it goes, and then Tom Berenger smirks, and the scene is over with. And at this point, he's he's plum out of Merc job, so he's like, well, I guess I'll be a substitute. I guess I'll go, I'll go see what's going, what's happening at the school. Well, he comes a calling for his lady friend first. We kind of went out of order a little. We're bit We're a little all over it's the place. Fine. That so yeah, the, uh, a grown man shits in his pants. Then this woman gets capped by a Native American. So then the whole thing is. Well, I'm going to fucking kill these, all these little shits that are breaking my leg, girlfriend's legs. murder all these little children in here. That's what I'm going to do. And how can I do that? By being their substitute teacher. So he calls upon Luis Guzman to make up a bunch of like oh, fake credentials. Fucking- 
And it's the it's you're a gonna really, hack it for me. <laughs> yeah, you gotta hack the net. And it's a really stupid like he's got two doctorates from fucking wait wait wait, I wait yeah you got do you have his fake credentials written yeah down? yeah I do I do, I do. Uh, well my name is Jim Smith <laughs> yeah come on Jim I have Smith. Uh, I've got a my bachelor's is from Harvard I've got two masters from Yale and a PhD from Princeton uh, why, why am I a substitute teacher to shit old Miami school. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> also, uh, don't pay attention to uh, the enormous scar in my eye or the <laughs> burns on my hands. And if you come into the bathroom and hear me screaming, it's just a terrible Vietnam flashback. My, don't my, worry about it. If you happen to see my exposed back, all those napalm stains are actually, well, you know, I just fell down in the shower. <laughs> at, at Harvard. <laughs> they got Harvard hazing. <laughs> I was part of Skull and Bones at Yale. They whipped me good. Come on. Jim Smith. Like, that's enough. Like, first, like, just go. Come on, dude. Like, do some modest stuff. You know, maybe Brown. Yeah, just a bachelor from Brown is all you need. That's it. Oh, I thought you were saying he should call himself Jim Brown. (laughs) I was like, that doesn't make sense. Featuring the miraculous return of Jim Brown. I love it if he's just like on the phone, Luis Guzman, looking at a fucking TV guide. Uh, yeah, how about um, Balky Bartokomos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. And then Luis Guzman goes, you're the boss. <laughs> also, what's great is like he's reading off the list of credentials after it's all set up. And he's like, well, don't you think that's a little bit much, Luis Guzman? And he's like, he basically says, like, oh, if I only had more time, I would have done an even better job. Like, a.k.a. make him an astronaut. (laughs) (laughs) And after I got back from the moon, I decided that I would be the substitute teacher for the week. (laughs) It makes no fucking sense. It's such a padded resume. I could have been president, you know. I noticed you have uh, Gap Jeans on. I, I founded that company, um, but now I'm substitute teaching in Miami. You know, I was fully vetted to be the vice president to the Keith David administration. <laughs> oh, man. Secretary of War, Tom Berenger. Yes. Secretary of War, John Smith. <laughs> Jim Smith. Oh, Jim Smith. Pardon me. Well, his, his, his given name was John, but his friends call him Jim. <laughs> Jesus, it's so dumb. And we have our scene where he comes in and he's not taking any shit because he picks a fucking boombox and puts it. <laughs> By the way, two, two of the first, like, can I just say I love that you just didn't even bother finishing that sentence? No, it, we all know we where know it's going. God, yeah. the fucking goddamn kids on a boombox and the loud bagging pants. <laughs> and like. That's what this movie appeals to, by the way, is because the first two IMDb uh, reviews, these are the two titles. Uh, not high art, but it's sad. As, you got to enjoy teachers putting it to the punks. Putting and then the other the ones, punks. always satisfying to see the punks get it. <laughs> punks definitely in italics and definitely in air quotes, by the way. Yeah, punks, yep. a.k.a. Black students. Yeah. Black teenagers. Well, minors, yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Young minorities is what these, AKA these fellas mean. child abuse. <laughs> Because these are, remember, we can't lose sight of this. Yeah. These are children. 15 or 16. I mean, they're all 34 years old. I get that. Oh, so at like, least. It's yeah. totally satisfying to see a Tom Berenger smack, smack around some 30-year-old kids. It's awesome. 
it's my favorite part of these kinds of movies. But if you saw like what the kids should actually look like, and Tom Berenger taking up the task, you'd be like, oh my god, this guy's <laughs> you know, a monster. You know what movie does that well? Speaking of Miami, oh. is um, uh, the 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 Brazilian fighting movie. Only the strong. Yes. Only the strong has age appropriate shitty kids. Yeah. Silverio. Well, Silverio doesn't go to the school. If he yeah, did, yeah, it would be like the substitute. I just miss him. <laughs> Silverio was the tree on the grounds. <laughs> Why don't you go look for him in the mean street of Rio de Janeiro? <laughs> so he has a bad first day, like they always do. No one's paying attention to him. Mark Anthony is just in the background with his sunglasses, not paying attention. Someone hucks a beer can at him, which is pretty great. Oh, well, take that back and throw it in your face. <laughs> well, the first time it hits him in the back of the head. All right. And he's, he, while he's writing Mr. Smith on the board. Because, <laughs> oh, man, that do, name. Do you think he's just like, when that happens, he's like touch, going into his pocket for a piano wire. And he's like, not, not, not now, Cheryl. Yeah. Gotta play the long con. Yeah, come on. Would would someone with a double masters from Harvard do that? <laughs> you gotta think about the long game here, Shales. Come on. Yeah. Get it together. Don't blow another <laughs> mission, huh? You yeah. gotta stop blowing all these missions. Man, remember, like- remember when you botched it in Cuba, Shale, you fucking pussy? He's <laughs> just like talking to himself out loud. Oh, out loud. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And all these kids are like Yo, you all right? <laughs> oh, shit, Shale. You're talking out loud again, a.k.a. you're seconds away from a nervous breakdown. <laughs> By the way, two masters from Yale, more like two rap sheets from The Hague. This guy's <laughs> wanted on war crimes. He's got to be written up somewhere. Dude, That's if Behringer came back for the sequel, it's Substitute 2, Field Trip to The Hague. <laughs> Spring break at the Hague. Well, they want me to answer for these, these supposed crimes. Oh, war crimes. I'll show you war crimes. I'll show you a safer America. <laughs> How about that? Because he was part of his his bread and butter is Latin America. That's yeah. why he's in Miami. Yeah. So he's just he's a death. He's a one man death squad down oh, absolutely. there. Absolutely. Oh yes. Yeah. You're he's stacking right. bodies high to the sun. Well, they're not stacking his body. Once the sun hits it, it's going to be a real problem. Then the smell comes. I mean, we're just doing Ted Levine with a voice modulator. It's Ted Levine if he was trying to do a Jesse Ventura impression. <laughs> As I think what this non-Tom Berenger voice is. It's, 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 it's Tom Berenger out in the sun too long. <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, yeah. After, after a couple of melting. whiskey sodas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this t- Tom Berenger at your wedding. <laughs> oh, the beautiful, the beautiful, sir. Beautiful. Oh, God. I, we were all surprised when he showed up. <laughs> so, first day, not so good. <laughs> Apparently, there's some scene, I, I, maybe I missed it, when he wires the school with cameras. Oh, he no. just does he gets it. Luis Guzman to hack hack again into the I guess the tell he's he's posing as like a phone repairman yeah and I think that's him like tapping into the oh, clo- closed circuit yeah television. so like he he meets all the the buddies this at is the, such bullshit at the driving range this is a hilarious. The, dri- the gun range or gun range yeah yeah they're not golfing they're, <laughs> they're, dri- dri- they're shooting bullets. things yeah driving bullets into targets how many how many mercenaries be to gun ranges I feel like a lot. Yeah, if you ever see like a group of guys together at a gun range, they're probably a group of mercenaries, you think? Well, well, as long as they're not like 90 pounds overweight. 
Right. Because that's like everyone else at the gun range. Well, it's like, I don't know. I almost feel like the more casual the meeting place, the better. Like, the gun range is pretty professional, and they're not a great mercenary team. The Expendables, they meet at the same bar every time, or Mickey Rourke's fucking motorcycle shop, and they're the best around. They're the best in the business. (laughs) <laughs> these are not the best in the business. No, these guys are fucking Well, because they're run by Botchett Berenger, and he's... <laughs> well, well, you call me. Say it to my fucking face. In this scene, though, <laughs> Tom Berenger does grab Bill Forsyth's balls. Well, because he's feeding them a bunch of bullshit. He's like, no, we didn't take that lucrative drug job, but I got this cool school we could... We could we could rule their school. And you guys want to invade a school? <laughs> we could finally kill. We go kill. We kill all the people they were related to in the Latin America. Now we can kill their 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 descendants. Kill all these banana boat kids. <laughs> like, well, but I mean, it's oh nuts. my god, what a horrific person! He, it's it's amazing because he's just like. Yeah, I mean, uh, a they kneecapped my girlfriend, which I didn't didn't take to very much. Secondarily, I'm seeing a lot of beamers and a lot of nice watches at this school. So I'm thinking <laughs> if they're if they're dealing all these drugs, we could make a pretty penny. That's what I, I love. He's like, we're gonna rob them. There might be nothing up front. Maybe something on the back end. How, How much <laughs> money could a school drug dealer have? Total tops. Mm, and this is two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty grand, and that's like multiplying what I think the most one could have yeah. by five, yeah. <laughs> and then split that up four ways. It's like four grand a dude. It doesn't make any sense. That doesn't even pay for night vision goggles, Andrew. Not even <laughs> night vision goggles. No, no, no. If you here, here's a tip for anyone out there thinking about robbing something. It's a good rule of thumb when you're getting a heist together. If you're not going to come out of there with at least enough money for everyone in your crew. To safely get out of the country, yeah, it's not worth it. Keep that in mind if you're getting a heist together. Yeah, yeah, good note. If you can't get the whole team out, and again, if someone gets clipped, more of the pie for everybody else. But bare and, minimum. And also, don't plan. You know, not just driving to Mexico. You don't need more than a pickup truck overseas or yes. remote island chain. Yes. Uh, my plan is we uh, we go there, we pants the gym teacher, and then Louise. You stand at the bottom of the hill and start taking lunch money. So I think we could probably have clear 600 bucks by the end of the day. You wouldn't believe what these kids pay for milk these days. <laughs> hey, and then, Bill, I need you to go into the locker room. You go start sifting through the lockers and the gym bags. You, I remember I used to keep a lot of a lot of prized goods in my gym bags. All these kids got them fresh Nikes. You know, those Jordans aren't cheap. Also, if you want to go in the girls' locker room, I wouldn't be opposed to a panty raid. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a substitute to the panty raid. <laughs> and Forsyth, luckily, is just, even though he's the loose cannon, is like, this is total bullshit. Yeah. You're wasting my time. Why didn't we take this drug job? When the lunatic of the group is telling you that it's a waste of time and a bad idea, Listen to it. It's probably a waste of time and a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he just totally shatters both of his testicles. He's like, oh, yeah, it's a bad idea. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> where are your balls at? He goes, because uh, he says something like, uh, like, you got some balls on you or something like that. And then, like, Behringer grabs him and he's like, oh, yeah, well, how about I just borrow yours for a little bit? You mind if I borrow your fucking ball sack? 
and he's screaming. And the best part of this scene. In public, by the way. In public, he's screaming. <laughs> but there's also like blueprints. Like, this is not a good mercenary meeting in public. No, yeah. He, he brings out like the blueprints of the school. He's like, so here's how we're going to take him down. They get in a big fight. A grown man grabs another grown man's testicles. That man then in turn calls him a queer yeah. and runs away. Sure. And what's amazing is after that slur gets tossed, Forsyth leaves the driving range. And as he moves to walk out of frame, there's just a child right behind this group. There's like a whole fucking family at this gun range. And they've heard, they've heard everything. Of course. They've heard trying to take down a drug ring. They've heard that he's a fake substitute teacher at a school. This, this kind family knows what everything. What are they doing there? They're just picnicking at the gun range? Well, you gotta start them young. You give them like a little 22, let them go to work. So the next. We'll get the job done. He's, I, I, they do miss this the one scene where Berenger is just in the bathroom like oh, how am I going to reach these kids you know like that moment <laughs> so he goes in and he's like we're going to learn about Viet fucking Nam today and they're like wait what we're not even at all in that class right now <laughs> what's great though is uh, it's because yeah it's the scene where he's going to relate to the kids yeah. on some level so like he asks them like how many of them are in gangs and everything mm-hmm. like that and they're like Oh, Tom Berenger, were you in a gang? And he's like, yeah, I broke in the 50s. I was in a motorcycle <laughs> gang called the... The, the, the dragons. What, oh, the, oh, my day was the dragons. And then they're like, oh, were there any black gangs? And he's they like... They were the chappy boys yeah, or something. Yeah, <laughs> all this shit. And he's like... Oh, but also there was uh, the Vixens. Well, that was the girl gang. Or yeah, there was girl gangs and boy gangs and black gangs and white gangs. And Oh, and by the way, I was in Vietnam, if anybody would like <laughs> yeah, to discuss you know, they that. Won't, they won't tell you this in the history books, but <laughs> I, I gave a, a left cross to Ho Chi Minh. <laughs> well, nothing... It's been whitewashed out of history, but it happened. It's great because we still think Ernie Hudson's like a good guy, like just the principal, an right. outstanding guy, you know, an embattled principal. He comes by uh, because at, at this point, Berenger's break, broken two hands. Uh, and he's like, what the fuck's going on in this classroom? He runs and he sees like everyone's listening and quiet and attentive. He's like, oh, he might have something. But what he's saying, he's like, and then at night, we would take their ammunition because, you know, the U.S. government wouldn't give us any. Yeah. So we'd take the ammunition of the dead. And everyone's like, oh, my God. And, you know, the the real funny thing about it all, kids, is uh, you don't really know what you're made up of until you put a bullet through a child's face in the middle of the dark with the moon shining down on you. Turns out I was made out of uh, ear necklaces. <laughs> they even ask him, like, like, yo, did you kill anybody? And he's like, and "Here's if you if you if you're a teacher, you're trying to connect with people. You've been in Vietnam, and I, I've asked. You know, you're. I was an asshole kid around Vietnam vets. I was like, yo, you ever kill anybody? And the answer, you know, is usually like, I I don't talk about that. Uh, or yeah. I didn't see my. You know, I I fired. I didn't see anything else happen or any of that stuff. But he's like, I don't count. Pussies count. Because he says how many. It's not if. It's how many people did you waste in Vietnam. And he goes. You can't keep track. I couldn't keep track (laughs) of how many souls I took. (laughs) Let's Uh, just say it's more than Shang Tsung ever took. (laughs) Oh, shit. Mr. Smith likes Mortal Kombat, too. (laughs) 
He's the best teacher ever. No, no, no. I was talking about the actual sorcerer from Vietnam who was working for Ho Chi Minh at the time. Well, I've been to Mortal Kombat a few times. You know, the other thing they whitewashed from history is all the history of Mortal Kombat. Why do you think? Why do you think Nixon put us into Laos and Cambodia? That's where the portal was. <laughs> That's where I met Christopher Lambert, who was who was piloting the ship at the time to the to the outer rim. I mean, come on. We had an uneasy alliance with the Outworld. <laughs> we had to find an ally in the region, and Outworld was the only one. We, at we the last all... second, I had to take a chopper out of Outworld. Things were really going to shit towards the end of the tournament I when Mortaro we... got involved. <laughs> We really shouldn't have armed Baracus people. Uh, that was a mistake on our part, but I mean, when faced with two evils, what are you going to do? I made Lord Raiden cross the 38th parallel. Parallel into a parallel dimension, of course. I was war buddies with Donald Sterling. <laughs> oh, also, when Ernie Hudson comes a-running yeah. to this classroom, he figures this all out because... A scene starts with him kissing babies, and he's like, here in the school, we've transformed part of our nurse's office into a daycare facility for students that have children. And then you're like, wait, what? And it's like, they have opened part of their nurse's office. They've like repurposed it as a daycare center. And then you just hear like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. And he turns around like while holding a baby and two feet away, this guy's got a fucking broken hand. Well, because like he threw a, this is the second time this asshole tries to throw a can at Behringer and no fucking games anymore. Because now <laughs> yeah. we're talking about Viet fucking Nam and you show some goddamn respect. You know, in Vietnam during the late hours of the early morning, you had to learn how to have eyes in the back of your fucking head. I saw that can coming from a mile away and don't you forget it. And he breaks his hand, and then he breaks his other kid's hands. Go to the fucking nurse's office. See if I can give a shit. Anybody else want to fucking go or what? Anyway, back to Vietnam. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sorry. If I'm another kid, everyone's like, wow, how cool is this? I'd be like, oh, my God, this guy's having a meltdown right now. We are in the, we are in the throes of a meltdown. Yeah, like, you know what? Somebody just... just no sudden movements. You don't want to set them off. Oh, yeah, you just let him go. Let him talk. One of us is going to slowly back out of the room and go get help. Mm -hmm. It doesn't Absolutely. matter who. Yeah, anyone is safer than this guy. So, oh man, it's it's ridiculous. And through this, he he wins their trust and like transforms this classroom. Aside from Mark Anthony. Oh my god! At one point, they start like comparing wounds. Oh, like yeah. all these kids are like, oh yeah. Like one of them asks him, like, Mr. Smith, you ever been shot? Yeah, I've been shot. What do you think? I'm, I'm a, my, my whole body scar tissue. <laughs> you think I, I look like Kevin Spacey and pay it forward. <laughs> <laughs> but these these kids have so many wounds too. One kid t says that he got he got shot by an AK forty seven. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible. That's Miami, man. <laughs> and you know, this is when we start. You know, uh, he gets fired. He does. He hurts. Hudson obviously is like, look, dude, you can't be hitting kids. I'm so and you're also just a substitute. So the thing is, you don't come back tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, but no thanks. And somehow Tom Berenger has memorized the entire like substitute teachers union code, mm -hmm. and he's like, 
well, actually, according to union law, you can't fire me without giving two weeks' notice, so I guess I'm going to see you in the people's court. <laughs> and, like, Ernie Hudson tries to call his bluff, and that lasts for half a second. Oh, you want to like, match wits with a Harvard graduate? Yeah. <laughs> How about we take this to Judge Wapner? How would you like that, tough guy? You know, I hear if you go on Wapner, they put you up in a hotel for free. <laughs> Better than I got in Viet fucking Nam. <laughs> Do you think, like, when somebody starts talking bad to Tom Shell, not Tom Berenger, who's a nice guy and a well-read person, I'm sure, he, like, it starts giving him sass, he's, like, you know, like, Ernie Hudson's going to fire him, he's just like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill him, oh, my God, I'm going to kill him, oh, my God, I'm going to kill him. And, like, he's trying to, like, talk himself out of it. Oh, I'm, seeing, I'm seeing red, I'm seeing red. Just sort of, oh, yeah, my was, God. <laughs> I already know what he looks like with his throat pulled out. It's like... Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, you can't be hit. Oh my god, I'm going to kill him. Oh my god, I'm going to kill him. Oh, 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 oh I'm going to fucking kill him. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm going to drink his blood out of his body. Every last <laughs> drop of blood's going to be in my system. Because of the fact that he got the classroom under control and the kids respected him and stuff, and Ernie Hudson previously told them, what was it like, power perceived as power achieved? Yes. Yes. Because he did. Because apparently Ernie Hudson has an assembly every year where he breaks a paddleboard or something. That's the best scene. He punches a paddleboard like with his bare fucking hand and just turns it to sawdust. Just to show the students, like, you don't fuck with me. I thought when his first, when he first reveals, like, Power perceived as power achieved. I was like, is he a fucking Scientologist? That's like one of those like bullshit like Scientology sounding things, you know, like if you just envision it, it'll come to you. And then it's like he knows the secret. <laughs> Everybody remember the secret? Remember when that shit was popular? Yeah. Could he, side question. Could Ernie Hudson beat the shit out of the rest of the Ghostbusters like all at once? Because I think the answer is yes. Oh, yeah. Yo, easy. Ackroyd's getting winded way yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. Um, Ramus is, was a big string bean. He'd I go think, right down. Yeah, he would probably grab one of them and use him as a bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> use Rick Moranis as a bat. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You could put, bring Moranis and Annie Potts too. He's, that, those are just two swift kicks. They're he done. would he would take Slimer by b- in both hands and then smother Bill Murray with <laughs> Slimer. I think is how how you could do that. That's a good move. Bill Murray would try to get out of it with sarcastic comments. It's not going to happen, happen though. Yeah, no, he would kill all of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Guaranteed. He's a big fucking dude. He's huge in this movie. He is really big. I, you think he was working out for this movie? I think so. Yeah, he's he's very big in this movie. <laughs> so we like he sees a gold watch. He's like, well, no school principal can have a fucking gold watch. That guy's in on it. You why you bet your bottom dollar that motherfucker's in on it? But he asks, oh my god, I'm gonna kill him. Oh my god, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> it's gonna take us another hour and fucking forty five minutes to get there. But I'll prove to you that he's the bad guy in this movie. But he, he's he's tactful in how he hints on it. He's like. I gotta ask you something. Is it uh, you ever get nervous wearing such a pretty gold watch around here? <laughs> and that's when he punches the fucking paddle. <laughs> He's like, "This is why they won't steal my watch because I can punch through a paddle." <laughs> End of discussion. Imagine this was a sixteen-year-old sternum. Kia, and it's just <laughs> dust. You know, I, I gotta ask how a, a police officer becomes a high school principal. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's like cheap. he asks him, and then he, Ernie Hudson goes, "Because bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for such a concise response. I'll be on my way now. And I mean, at this point, he's just kind of nursed. There's also a will. They he's kind of doing like a sitcom thing with the the girlfriend because he's like, "Oh, I don't know. I keep I don't know what's going on at your school. I just have another job elsewhere." Yeah, all it's missing is the ooh. <laughs> yeah. 
That's that's all is missing. I would love it if he like walked through the door and there was a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Mr. Shells. I mean, this could have been a TV show. Mercenary teacher for sure. Oh yeah. All types I feel of like wacky they... adventures. What? <clears throat> They'd get into all types of oh, wacky yeah. adventures. Maybe some think, field uh, trips. You know, I haven't seen a lot of this program, but one thing I just thought of. Uh, you ever think there's an episode of Renegade where he has to infiltrate a school for some I, oh, reason? Oh, I'm sure there's at least one episode. Hello, I'm your substitute teacher, Mr. Renegade. <laughs> Notice my motorcycle tie. <laughs> He's just still wearing the, the leather vest and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's no shirt under it. It's like, you know, Renegade, this is a school. <laughs> if you're going to play the part of a teacher, you have to dress like a teacher. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the ponytail, but, you know. You also probably shouldn't park your motorcycle in the hallway. <laughs> So this is where the movie kind of stalls out a bit because we're just th- this is the problem with the, the beginning of this movie is fine. The end of this movie is because you once you know Ernie Hudson's in on it, which you do almost immediately once the watch is revealed, you're just like okay. And then there's going to be a big shootout at the end of the movie at the school, and you're just waiting mm-hmm. for it to happen. And it doesn't. Ha- it doesn't that, happen. Well, they try to kill him once. They, there's a couple of botched like Ernie Hudson's like execute him the first one is the most ridiculous one so he's throwing them out the window because he's just like he's just broken two kids arms who are probably part of the the gang that mark anthony mark anthony's gang slash ernie hudson's gang so you would think like okay i mean we we gave this guy two weeks notice we'll just wait it out for two weeks it's just two weeks and then he's gone exactly and he you don't think that he's a mercenary at that point you just think he's like some snippy teacher that's like a crazy vet that's going to kill everybody. It's just somehow this this loose screw Vietnam veteran. Yeah, got into your school and achieved all <laughs> of these accolades from major universities. <laughs> sure, between seeing combat and applying for the substitute teaching position, <laughs> and like, but Hudson's like, okay, we're going to kill him. A and B, <laughs> we're going to kill him on campus with security guards. Oh, because that's what's <laughs> awesome. He's got crooked security guards too. And, like, he, he just, he, Behringer through his cameras figures it out. He's like, oh, yeah, you're coming for me, motherfucker. I'm putting on my vest. Yeah. I mean, I, I, would, I would wear my vest anyway, but I'll wear it today. So he puts on a bulletproof vest. And in the library, they try, like, every, even in front of the fucking librarian, it's yeah. the gang and the, and the security guards all with guns yep. ready to kill him. Just ready to take a life. Yeah, working together. And he gets the drop on them. It's it's three guys with guns, and then Tom Berenger points one gun, and he's like, well, hold it right there, dillweed. <laughs> and they all give up their guns somehow. And he gets all the guns, and then he starts hucking books at everybody. It's about time you boys are hitting the books. <laughs> or who yeah. books hitting you? You know what? The substitute is lacking in quips. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. Like, he's got one or two. He's, does he? He's, yeah. He's no nonsense. He does, he does say hit the books, and then yeah. later he's got another one. Oh, he does say hit the books. Yeah. Oh, all right. I was going to say, I missed that line, but if he had said that. garbled by Tom Berenger. He just ate it. He <laughs> ate the line before, <laughs> before it escaped his lips. <laughs> he gobbled it back up. <laughs> all right, Killian Murphy, I'm in your dream, and we're going to go see your father <laughs> or something. Oh, also, my favorite part of the library assault scene, nice Inception reference. No, no problem. Uh, is after he beats everybody's ass and he just he starts throwing all these guys out the window and they're not on the first floor. Oh, no, they're like no. three floors up. He's just one fucking, by one. He's just hucking these baddies out the window. 
the librarian is so horned up by what she oh, just yeah. saw to she, meet a man. She's like the seventy-year-old lady, and he's like, "Are you okay, Louise, or what?" And she's like, "Oh, I'm fine. <gasps> I'm so fucking fine right now." Oh, he, excuse me, one more. Think you can fly, Mark Anthony? <laughs> Oh, I thought he threw her out the window. That would be better. Actually, I don't think he even throws Mark Anthony out the window. I think he runs out. Yeah, Mark Anthony gets gets away. uh, I can't let anyone know I've got secret fighting abilities. (laughs) You're dead, old lady. I'm I'm sorry, old lady. I said that I would throw everyone in this room out the window. (laughs) And and now you're in the room. So, (laughs) Oh, my God, I'm going to kill her. Oh, my God, I'm going to kill her. (laughs) You're going to blow my cover. I can't blow my operation. I can't botch another operation. Oh, my God. I'm going to kill her. Kiss her first. It'll make her feel good about herself before you kill her. Then kill her. Do it. Just kill her. Flashbacks to Outworld. (laughs) Damn fucking hospitable, Raiden. It's ridiculous. I hate myself for wanting to be back there sometimes. (laughs) This guy just look up at my ceiling fan thinking thinking about the days I spent. Going from Vietnam, Cambodia, Outworld. <laughs> After that, oh, the list goes on and on. That's Cuba, like, New Krypton, Mexico. New Krypton. Let New, me ask you guys this. I need you guys to... Um, Vulcan. I need you to, to crack a code for me. Okay. Kronos, the Klingon homeworld. <laughs> I was watching this movie last night. Uh-huh. I had a tall glass of water. Sure. I have a note here in my phone that I don't know what it means. <laughs> so I just wrote. Uh, oh, I, rem- I remember what it is now. Okay, so there's a scene. Sorry. Oh. The mystery solved itself, and it's not what I thought it was. But you'll see why I was confused. So I'll, I'll explain the scene, and then I'll tell you what my note was. Okay. So there's a scene where he's having dinner with his lady friend. Oh, and she's she's on the mend. Uh-huh. and you oh, know, Are they having champagne? No, oh, it's no, 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 no. Um, it's they're like eating dinner or something, yeah. and he's like, I, I just don't even know what happened. The next thing I knew, they're just listening to my Vietnam stories, <laughs> and they're just hanging on every word I said. And I said these butterflies in my belly, and she <laughs> and she says, like, you, what, what did she say? She's like, uh, he's like, I don't know what I felt. I felt like, I felt like. I felt like, and she goes, like you were actually teaching. And he's like, yeah, that's right. And she's like, oh, I remember the first time I felt that way. And then, like, he gets a phone call from Louise Guzman or one of the team, like, something's going down. And he just goes, gotta go. (laughs) And walks out. And what my note was, was gotta go, robot. (laughs) As in, like, he delivers the line, like, robot. But I was just, I was like, where the fuck was there a a robot in this movie? Oh my God. I I will say this, though, to Tom Berenger's credit, who I do think is a good actor. He he, is a good actor. He's He's good in this movie, too. He's turned turned in a ton of performances. I do, I think he's fine in this movie. I do think he's not all here. I think that he, this was a job for him and he kind of knew it. Yeah. Hence why he's not in substitute two through five. It wasn't a passion project. No, to be fair, two through four, I I apologize. I checked the listings though, just to like cross reference the movies and everything. I've only seen substitute one, two, and three. I never saw the last one. Oh, but that's the one where they go after white supremacists. Oh, I gotta check it out then. Yeah, I never saw it, but it sounds good. Um, but treat Williams doesn't play the same guy. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah no, so it's, it's just different. like a... Oh, it's like Speed 2. <laughs> Speaking of Speed 2, by this time, 
she's been informed yes. by the actor from Speed and Speed 2 playing Daryl, another teacher at the school, yeah. right, that Shale... Uh, he's the... English slash drama teacher. Right. Yeah, the drama department in this fucking school. I like to see those productions. So she finds out that he's the substitute. Yeah. And he didn't tell her. So she rubs rice in his face. <laughs> she does. And he's just like, oh, God. Oh, if I flashback to yeah. the rice patty. Causing another Vietnam flashback. <laughs> oh, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. I'm going to have to kill her. I'm going to have to kill her. Throw that fucking rice in my face. I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. It's the only thing I know how to do. It's like walking to me. It's more natural than anything. <laughs> so at this point, they, uh, Joey Six, who's uh, Tuco, and Richard Brooks tail Mark Anthony to a drug heist. Right. And... The, the this Native American drug gang is working with it's so convoluted. This Native American drug gang is working with the Latin American drug gang from the school, which is controlled by Ernie Hudson. And Jesus, is everybody paying attention? <laughs> Berenger comes with his team and breaks it up. And at this point, Williams Forsyth re-enters the movie, right? Because you know, and he like literally out of nowhere, he yeah. pops in frame like ha ha, <laughs> and I was like, oh, there he is. Look at that. And then he, uh, this is when uh, Berenger enacts his revenge. Uh, Forsyth doesn't let him kill him with a gun because he's like, no, man, you got to beat him to death with your bare hands. No, here's what happens, and it's fucked up because it's useless. Yeah. Is Forsyth jumps back in the frame like, ha-ha, with a gun on Berenger. Yes. And, yeah. and you're like, oh, fuck, he's crooked, and it makes sense because he grabbed his balls at the driving range. And he wanted money, so he's part of the drug gang. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. And I was like, all right, he's turned him. Okay. Yeah. It's a perfectly natural step in this kind of a movie. That's fine. But it's just William Forsythe fucking with Tom Berenger. Yeah. He's not crooked at all. Yeah. Like, he just wants to see Tom Berenger get his ass kicked by this huge Native American guy. And they fight for a while. For a, Again, another long part of this movie. And then, then Forsythe just blows him away 50 times. Yeah. yeah, it's like, I just wanted to see what you do. <laughs> I'm fucking crazy. Took you long enough. I'd be like, you know what, dude? There's bigger fish to fry right now. <laughs> you gotta take down this whole drug gang. Ernie Hudson's still running things at that high school. Quit fucking around and pretending you're a traitor. Oh, now we gotta go fight the chief. <laughs> we gotta go find the Seminole tribe. At this point, so they get like millions of dollars from this, this score or whatever, right? Right. At this point, a blowtown. You've 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 killed the guy who kneecapped your girlfriend. You've right. Made the money, all the money you, you could make you, from this situation. You killed these other. I'm not going to say innocent drug dealers. Yeah. The, the people that the people that were selling the coke. I mean, they had no direct beef with those guys. No, no. but they were executed. Yeah, uh, by but, uh, Tuco in the but game. But he sticks around. He's like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to be like Robin Hood and give all these laptops and Papa John's pizza to all these kids." I didn't know Papa John's <laughs> went back this far. Yeah, I didn't know it existed either. And I think it was just because you know Papa John's was like a regional chain, like. Slowly strangling the world of fast food pizza, so we didn't have it here for yeah. a while. There's an, apparently a piece of trivia on this yes. movie. Oh about, yeah, about how like the extra the kids that were extras in the high school were paid in Papa John's pizza. <laughs> you know, what? so they literally just gave out pizzas to these kids and then they filmed it. I don't care how great the movie is that I'm a part of. I don't care that it stars Tom Berenger. I'm not working for Papa John's Pizza. 
You have to give me $50. Yeah, currency. Yeah, exactly. If I want to then take that money and buy Papa (laughs) John's pizza with it, that's my prerogative. But you don't get to decide what I use my payment for. Well, I bought all these Papa John's pieces. What's awesome, though, is... I don't even know what voice I'm doing anymore. (laughs) What I love about this whole sequence is there's a bunch of heated conversations that happen in the schoolyard at this time. I think it's... Oh, it's between uh, the guy from Speed and Speed 2 and and Tom Berenger, because he's like, I fucking know who you are, Tom Berenger, and I want to help out the school. Oh, this is great. And they just have... There's, like, a a little bit of an argument here, and he, like, lets him... He agrees to let him, like, help out. Well, well, one of the lines is, uh, Daryl is the character's name, so we don't confuse Speed and Speed 2 too anymore but <laughs> daryl's like oh you know hey shale or whatever his real name Mr. is shale and then tom barrager's like smith be cool hey man hey man be cool oh my god i'm gonna kill him oh my god i'm gonna kill him oh my god i'm gonna kill him just tom barringer like slyly yelling at someone be cool <laughs> Yeah. Is worth the price of admission. <laughs> it's awesome. But what's great about this whole sequence is they have this whole discussion about whether or not, you know, he can join the group and so on and so forth. Like, no, Daryl, you can't do it. You're not a trained mercenary. <laughs> you know, this, that, and the other thing. Every extra that walks by, is standing in the background, what have you, are all eating Papa John's pizza. <laughs> Every last one of them is shoving pizza <laughs> into their mouths while these two actors are having a scene together. And oh. there's this weird part about this, again, the racial politics is like, obviously, like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, Ernie Hudson is about as crooked as a screw. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah. He's, he's been on it the whole time. He's a part of the drug gang. He's like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and he's like, no, it does. Just don't worry about it. You got to take my word for it. I know you know nothing about me. And it, he kind of brings up a good point. Like, the, this, the script is critiquing itself. It's like, why is that a black principal has to be involved in a drug gang? Yeah, exactly. Why, like, why can't he just be the principal? And he's like, nope. I don't know. It's just, it's just the movie you happen to be in, Daryl. <laughs> you should deal with it. After that scene happens, one of the best bits of editing in this movie is it cuts back to uh, his lady friend's pad. Oh, my God. And Tom Berenger is just wearing a bathing suit for no <laughs> yeah, reason. No. Oh my god, this bathing suit is what I wanted to talk about. It's fucking for days. out of control. Because it's like it's like kind of like I wasn't sure if it was like gym shorts, like hangout shorts. Yeah. Like, but they're celebrating. He's got champagne, there's a nice dinner out. He's wearing a collared shirt. Yeah. But he's also wearing a bathing <laughs> he's suit. He's just got this like black, blue, and purple bathing suit. It looks like a nightwing bathing suit. <laughs> just, and I, she's like She's just totally fine. They're celebrating, like, the big score and helping out the kids and everything. And he's like, tip those puppies this way. And she's got, like, champagne flutes and he's pouring drinks. But he's just doing it all while wearing this bathing suit. And no one says anything about it. And then they have sex. And he's, like, on top of her rubbing his, like, webbed crotch at her. Like, here's the thing. If I'm romantically pouring champagne and we're celebrating something, my wife is going to be like... Why the fuck are you wearing a bathing suit right now? Why don't put you clothes on? Either put on pants or put on a robe. Like one or the other, but the bathing or, suit's got to go. Or like at very least, right? Like a uh, like a Hawaiian shirt or something. <laughs> yeah. Something. If you have to wear a bathing suit, you're right. If you have to wear a bathing suit, make the fucking top match. Or be like, you know what? Get my bathing suit. All right. I guess. <laughs> I guess we're just doing bathing suits. <laughs> Just doing bathing suits. <laughs> to celebrate you giving fucking 300 shitty kids unlimited pizza for the rest I, of their I, lives. I just, I just gave out a bunch of pizzas. I thought I would wear a bathing suit the rest.
this. Oh, <laughs> oh man, after all that Papa John's, I need some elastic. You know what I mean? <laughs> I ain't buttoning nothing. Also makes it a lot easier because after them Papa John's, I mean, if I got to take a tinkle, I mean, there's a pool right there. I could get down <laughs> to the pool. I can't be bothered. I would oh, love oh my it. God, I'm going to kill her. Oh, my God, I'm going to kill her. <laughs> I would love it if he's if he had a great line. Because he doesn't have zingers. No. Like, he's got those one or two, maybe. But it's the perfect opportunity for him to be like, well, I thought we were celebrating tonight, so I put this bathing suit on because I'm going to get it wet. <laughs> Cut to saxophone solo, and they have sex. He also, <laughs> while they're, like, making out on this ca- it's this whole thing is terrible. Because also, we haven't mentioned, she is now, after the kneecapping, she's got this full leg cast. Oh, yeah. Right. And like he's fucking scratching her with like a, a like an unfolded wire hanger. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's like, oh, I, I can't go any higher. This way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go in from the front, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, fucking scratch me with that hanger. And like she's getting turned on. He's wearing this bathing suit. <laughs> then they start making out. He gets on top of her. The fucking cast is up in the air, <laughs> kicking a lamp over. It's the most unsexy sex scene yeah. I think I've ever seen. But realistic. <laughs> yeah, everybody's fucking with bathing suits and leg casts on. That's, that's the... that's. Uh, uh, sorry to say, that is the honest picture of the world. <laughs> this is when, the, and I always hate when we have the last act boss baddie. Because, yeah. like, Ernie Hudson's the guy. He's he's above market. You've got a number one and a number two, a clear structure. Yeah. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, you know, you've got, <laughs> they're working together. That's all you need. Then all of a sudden, there's this Native American, like, guy whose name is Johnny Glades, by the way. Johnny Glades, yeah. And, you know, he's like, where the fuck is my drug money? He's talking to, like, Ernie Hudson at his house. He's, like, on the phone, and he throws a guy into the back of a, what do you call those things? It's a fan. They're in, like, a, a fan, fan boat. boat. Yeah, right. he just throws this guy into the fan, in the fan, which is a pretty sweet death. It's awesome, but you know what? I need something. I need splatter. Yeah. I need, like, the second before. We cut way too soon for an R-rated movie. Let's do uh, yeah, it, man. I, I need to see his skull sliced into ribbons. Call Lloyd Kaufman. He'll tell you how to make that look like shit. Even <laughs> even PG Raiders of the Lost Ark, we get the splatter on the plane. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> that's right. That's all. I'll use the splatter on the boat. Like that's, I got it. Into I, it. Here's how it's this. awesome. There's a guy who's like fishing off the side of the fan boat right yeah. <laughs> and they throw the other dude's face into the propeller and then the dude who's fishing just gets blood splattered all over him. yeah it's, oh fuck and then it's all the you know he's got like chum on him and stuff yeah. and then an alligator gets him <laughs> and then an alligator gets that guy yeah and it's Circle just a huge life, alligator man. attacking the boat what's awesome though is er- it's almost kind of better than seeing it because you hear, you see Ernie Hudson and you hear what Ernie Hudson's hearing on the phone and he makes this like, ugh, like <laughs> yeah. disgusted face and he holds the disgusted face and slowly hangs up the phone and his wife's like, now what was that all about? <laughs> and he still has the face on. He's like, ugh. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you clearly have the look on your face like a man who just heard another man's face go into a fucking boat propeller. And now around here is when they take out Mark Anthony, right? No, I mean, th- there's so much time in between this, Eric. I bought, they He's got to change into a couple more bathing suits. <laughs> they, they, om- they think that they kill. This is when they kill Daryl. They- uh, right. It's right. parent teacher night. Uh, you know, but you know, uh, Berenger botches that up to high hell, gets in his car, and tries to drive away. And it's, 
And, you know, he, at this point in the movie, he's like, what the fuck am I even doing? You know, and he goes out. <laughs> Why am I bothering with parent-teacher when I know what the drug deal is? <laughs> yes. I'm still teaching at this school. <laughs> I mean, well, it's awesome. That narrative kind of should be petering out by now. <laughs> because, like, when they cut into the school for parent-teacher night, like, he closes a folder and he's like, well, that's fantastic, Mrs. Rodriguez. That's about all I have to say about your daughter. Thanks for coming in. And I'm like, what are you doing? You have to take down Ernie Hudson. What are you doing? Well, I want these kids to, to, to pass this grade. Well, that's what he Uh-oh, does. Uh, we got the big talent show coming. I'm like, oh, come on, talent show. No, that's not. I know I have to take down Ernie Hudson and his drug ring with Mark Anthony, but first I have to make sure that these kids win the Battle of the Bands. <laughs> <laughs> now you see, you see, kids. You now back, back, back when I was hanging in the fifties, we like to call these chords. Now, now hold your guitar like this. <laughs> that's when I turned this movie right off. <laughs> it all of a sudden jumps from the substitute to Mister Holland. Opus, <laughs> like wait, what? Everyone's crying because John Lennon was murdered. I'm, I'm going to teach you what those hippies were doing while I was out there saving their hides. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did put out a few good tunes. So Daryl stumbles on to apparently this drug trade. They are lining school buses with cocaine, with yep. bricks of cocaine. Yep. Where are they getting them? Who knows? Where do they go to afterwards? Who knows? But at least school buses are lined with cocaine. We don't call it the vague drug trade for nothing. <laughs> this is about as vague as it gets. And, you know, he sees Ernie Hudson, like, you know, shaking Mark Anthony's hand. He's like, oh, my God. And, and then he steps on a whoopee cushion and the like, <laughs> cover's blown. There's like seven minutes of cat and mouse. There's... He Go, Daryl at one point goes to the gymnasium and starts climbing the rope, <laughs> and Mark Anthony has to go up and get him. I'm like, oh come on! Uh, how stupid is that? It's you really know, stupid. You, you got nowhere to go up there. And you know what? The whole thing also is he's with a a, uh, a young a, student, a young student, and he's trying to like save her. So he's like, you know, wait here. I'm going to go this way, then go get help or, or mm-hmm. whatever. So. Mark Anthony's behind him, and he runs into the gymnasium, and he's going for the door, and Ernie Hudson's there on the other side. It's like, listen, don't turn around and climb up a rope. Yeah. Fucking just charge him, go for the balls, yeah. do anything right. to get past. All you have to do is get You're past not getting past Ernie Hudson, though. Come on. That big linebacker build of his. He I guess that's true. Grab you, turn you on your side, and break you over his knee. <laughs> Oh, he'll bane you, you think? Oh, oh yes. Well, Man, fucking- Ernie Hudson is bane. That would have been great. Oh, that would be great. I love this town. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, this this Bane likes Gotham. (laughs) Oh, Batman, we have the tools and we have the talent. Talia, tell them about the Twinkie. (laughs) Oh, that's a big Twinkie. That was a little too Jimmy Stewart. So what happens is Ernie Hudson shoots this guy in the head with a silenced pistol, which is it's pretty. It's great. cool because he's like you know he's they're they're trying to make some sort of a message. It's like I was naive like you once because like it's you know you, you know I, I thought I could save these kids and like Mark Anthony's gonna kill him, but Ernie Hudson takes it. He plays a good ass villain. He's man. He I really mean, he's, does. He's a good actor. I like to watch him in most things. Real wrath of God stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So he's you know dead. the dead coming back from the dead grave, <laughs> Ray. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. 
So he's dead. And what's awesome, it's one of my favorite parts of this movie. They cut to this fat kid playing the trumpet. Oh, yeah. He's playing taps on a trumpet. <laughs> and the fucking flag is at half mast. Because also at this point, Tom Berenger's been run off the road. And they think they killed him in an auto accident. Yeah. So it's like two teachers are dead in the same morning. And this kid's just playing the fucking trumpet. And Tom Berenger walks into the school. And he sees the kid playing. And he's like... Half mast, huh? I remember what that was like. That that's what that means in Nam. So who's dead? And he's like, "Uh, you are, Mister <laughs> Smith." Goes. And then this, you would think now is time. Finally, big school shootout, right? No, one more fucking action set piece. Pot boiler thing happens. Uh, he he. Uh, we do have to get to the highlight scene. <sighs> Which no, we don't. No, there's a highlight scene. Who cares? What's his face well, comes Cl- back? Cliff the Young is you know Mr. Shady Businessman playing this. We, we all right. We won't talk about it too much. It turns out that Cliff the Young's client that they were interviewing to do protection for is this drug ring. Is yeah. Johnny Glades and the whole thing. So it turns out from the beginning, Cliff the Young's been working for the drug ring. Yes. And he doesn't shit his pants, but Berenger beats the shit out of him anyway. With a helmet. <laughs> With a high-lie helmet. And it's awesome because I guess we're kind of talking about it. <laughs> it's fine. But it's high-lie scene, Andrew. We're in the middle of the substitute. We got to do it. It's, it's really ridiculous. He, Cliff the Young's just playing high-lie by himself. It's great. And, and when, when this happens in the movie, you're like, you know what? This movie's taking way too fucking long. Because he chases him into the locker room yeah. where these two dudes are hanging out, weaving the high-alive fucking basket batons that you use for that game. Yeah. And they're just sitting there like, we didn't see anything. And they're weaving these things. And he's beating the shit out of them with this helmet. Oh, yeah, you forgot to wear your helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that is a quip that he has. Oh, he tells him he forgot to wear his helmet. You forgot to wear it again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, still, still not staying on there. <laughs> but then, like, like Johnny Glades comes in or something. Or, no, then there's a scene where he's like, the, he fucking beat the shit out of me. This is what happened. And they're like, wait a second. He's the guy that made you shit your pants? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a callback. <laughs> well, it's great because so he gives him all the information. He's like, oh, it's coming in at midnight, man. You got to be there, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And he's like, all right, you better leave the country or I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, my God, I'm going to kill him. No. <laughs> No, Cheryl, don't do it. He's talking out loud. Here's the shits his pants again. Here's the thing. It, this is when killing is the most appropriate. You have. To, I. I would never leave Cliff the Young alive. I he, totally yep. agree with you. He's yeah. the because he, you know you go high enough in the vague tr- drug trade. There's always one shady piece of shit white businessman that's controlling the whole thing. Yeah. And why would you leave? Arguably the worst one of them alive, and he's clearly the worst one. He shits his pants in this movie. Yes, and he also is the one making this all happen for Ernie. Ernie he's Hudson. also the lawyer, right? Yeah, and he's he's a loose end. He's he could fucking flip this on you in a second, which yep. he sort of does. And secondarily, if I'm Johnny Glades and my shitty like white white guy that you know just kind of handles the money for me comes back it's like yeah i need my cut now i'm leaving the country because uh my dad's sick they're like all right get this idiot his cut oh no 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 you i, I thought that they were gonna kill him right yeah. then and there like that's you're because folks at home steve's not making a joke he tells these drug dealers <laughs> he has to leave the country because his father's taken ill and they're like all right just get the fuck out of here yeah, this is when you're like, okay, you can have your money. It's right through that door, mm-hmm. and you blow his brains. You Joe out. Pesci him, you know. It's yeah. like, oh, you're about to get made, Joe oh, Pesci. Oh no! 
It's the fucking the best realization of someone about to be murdered ever. So then we go to fucking Diane Fedora's house and like they they hold there was one kid that you don't care about who like really t- was touched by Mr. Shale yeah. and his Vietnam creepy stories. Yeah, yeah, it's Jerome and then there's a, a the girl a female that, student, oh, who's who escaped because of the yeah. sacrifice of Daryl. And then uh, Mark Anthony comes in and he holds them all hostage with a couple of goons. And it's amazing because, you know, they got everybody hostage and the doorbell rings. And, you know, she rings up and he's like, it's Shale. And, she's like, <laughs> and it's the exact same voice. And Mark Anthony's like, who's Shale? We're looking for Smith. And she's like, I don't know who he is. Like, well, let him up. And he's like, I've got information from Smith. And he's like, okay, let him up. <laughs> What? And he goes up and he's got a big present. An enormous present. Yeah. And he's like, Mark Anthony looks at the people and is like, oh, it's a present. But the, and he looks exactly like Tom Berenger with a present in front of his face. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a very significant silhouette. Tom Berenger successfully Roger Rabbits these people. Yep. Or Bugs Bunnies right. him, rather. Wrong cartoon rabbit. <laughs> it's a Bugs Bunny gang. He's, he's got a, a gun in the package. Yeah. And they open the door, shoot. It used the same, used the same trick on Motaro back in our world. <laughs> you know, Katana fell for this once. I asked her out on a date, and she didn't have it, so I well, blew her away. Yeah, I was a dick in the box. <laughs> One time, I went to the I went to the movies with Melina. Did the old popcorn gag. <laughs> I had a quasi homosexual experience with rain. The, the less said, the better. It was monsoon season, so. Rain, my God! That oh, the, I mean, he wore what? he wore a pur- purple ninja outfit. You know, <laughs> I mean, that was not just a. That's an obscure Mortal Kombat character. Oh, God I, well, you know, we were deep in the shit back there in Outworld, and it was just oh, you wouldn't believe the obscure things that would come out at you. <laughs> so Mark Anthony's dead at this point. Like yeah, and this scene I, takes fucking forever. It's a big standoff. Berenger is left without a gun, and this kid Jerome just shoots him. End of standoff. And now we're gonna take the school back. You know, uh, we get all of our mercenary pals together, and we like <laughs> wire the school to go. And apparently, uh, the mercenary who had his own video brings his own mercenaries, who are clearly better than Berenger's mercenaries because they kill all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing is yeah, the guy who had the commercial. Yeah. Like he winds up t- getting the gig, yeah. so he's back in this movie for no reason. He's got an army of mercs with him. Uh, weirdly enough, the black guy dies first. Uh, no yeah. one saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good, pretty good action. You know, it's shooting. ridiculous. It's like um, having two armies go at each other in a school. It's a real battle. It's mm. a real battle. Luis Guzman sacrifices himself with a fucking grenade, which well, is awesome. Well, he gets shot. On, he's on the rooftop. He's the sniper, I guess. And somebody goes up there to shoot him. They sh- he shoots him, and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm dead. And the guy's going to finish him off, and he grabs a grenade and fucking goes, boom, and he blows up, <laughs> and it's fantastic. Forsyth just gets shot, but then, like, saves Behringer with one last bullet before he goes and Forsyth, by the way does the old he's making fun of native americans a lot in this movie he's doing the old you're you're making right. you're making this sound ooh, and then you're slapping your face over your mouth while you're making the ooh. 
Because he had one, he's got one tied up, and he's kicking cocaine in his face. And yeah. Oh yeah, oh he's that's calling right. him chief. It's not. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it's. Uh, Dan Gilbert loves this movie, by the way. In case you're wondering, <laughs> this is Dan Gilbert's favorite movie of all time. Well, fucking, well, fucking Forsyth didn't have to change his attitude. Why gotta change my fucking team name? Oh, and this is sort of a, a quip here from Berenger because he ends up going against the guy who had the yep. demo reel. Yeah, yeah. I oh, think yeah. his character name was like Janus. J- John, yeah. Was it Janus, really? Jan- of course oh, it's Janus. I thought it was Jasper Johns. <laughs> no. Not- One makes more sense than the other. <laughs> also, he looks like uh, Tommy the White and Green Power Ranger. <laughs> sure. And then, Hey, Eric. Trust me on this one. <laughs> oh, sorry. He looks more like Rain, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Fuck you. You played that game. <laughs> I know. I know. I know who you he know was. exactly what I'm I talking know exa- about. I do know. all knew exactly who you were talking about, and it was great. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so Tom Berger is like hiding in like this cubby hole by the <laughs> yeah. ceiling. It's a pretty this, big fucking cubby hole, is all uh, I'm gonna this, say. So this guy just walks in the classroom and he's just like, I read the blackboard. And it's just like I'm sorry because he made Mark Anthony write yeah. I'm sorry on the blackboard once. And then he comes down and he's the guy's like, Oh, like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm gonna add you to my demo reel. <laughs> Blow the fuck away, you little pushy. What? Real mercenaries don't <laughs> use videotape. <laughs> I've never once been captured on film. Not once. So in, instead of... Oh God, it's like we can't just show Tom Berenger cold-bloodedly shoot this guy. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't he's know a why mercenary. not. He's killed 70 people at this point. So yeah. we got to wait for this guy to pull his other gun yes. on Berenger. I'm blowing you away now. Click, click. <laughs> click, click, click. Guess what? You're dead. <laughs> So yeah, he goes downstairs where uh, where Forsyth has Johnny Glades. John, uh, Ernie Hudson comes in, shoots Forsyth down. Uh, Forsyth kills Johnny Glades, and fucking finally, an hour and forty nine minutes into this movie, <laughs> Hudson and right. uh, and Berenger square off, oh, and, and it's a pretty good fight. It's awesome. <laughs> it's it's a, a really it's a shit kicking fight. Mm-hmm. It's really great, and it ends with one of my favorite ways. One man can kill another man. Just palm to the bottom of Ernie Hudson's nose oh, and right. smushing oh, that cartilage up into his brain matter. Right, right when uh, Ernie Hudson was trying to get him with a glass blade. Oh, like, oh right, it's a shard of glass. Yeah. He throws, like, there's a lot of getting thrown into empty oh, trophy yeah. cases. It's great because, and Hudson sells it, really does. Eyes rolled back. He falls back. He's flop, flopping a little bit. We actually we see the soul fly out, and then <laughs> and then Tom Berenger like harvest it in his hand, like it starts circling, <laughs> and he swallows it. <laughs> That's why he's got the 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 muscle mouth there. It makes sense. He's because his jaw's full of souls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the Ghostbusters reactor in there. And this movie ends, he comes out, and Tuco's out there, and he's like, hey, did any of the rest of our team make it? Nope. I'm glad we did this mission. Let's go. Oh, how much money did we make on this? Oh, what, what voice made it? Anyway, how much money? <laughs> They made no money. Is the point zero dollars? Everyone that everyone that managed to get out of the fucking botched Cuban mission is now dead. (laughs) 
maybe Behringer was working for the CIA or something. Oh, he's the cleanup crew. He is the cleanup Oh, crew. wow. He's like, you know, Tuco, this is going to be a start of a wonderful friendship. Bang, right in the head. That's, that's You're about to get married, Tuco. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just come into this empty house with me. That's where we make people, in this empty house. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put you back together again when I'm done, I promise. <laughs> But that'd be yeah. I, I, that's a good that twist. That would be awesome. It's like I set up this elaborate, <laughs> elaborate, elaborate plan to get you all murdered. Yeah, it was a joint effort between the CIA, White House, and Department of Education. <laughs> they said we could clean up this school. Operation Three Birds, One Stone. <laughs> oh, by the way, this school is it's it's great because he walks out and you know. You know, he's like, oh, it's re- they're all dead, huh? At least the kids have the school back. No, they don't. That school's been- closed for business. There's 40 dead people, flash bombs, <laughs> bullet holes every which way, cocaine everywhere. Blood everywhere. You know what? Just knock it down and start over. Yep. So now, this school's a lost Here's cause. what's going to happen after this fucking heroic escapade. That sh- that school is out of commission. Yeah. They're going to divide up the student population to go to other shitty high schools in the area that are just as bad, but now they're overcrowded. Yep. yep. Thanks, Tom Berenger. Maybe you should have left it all alone. Totally that- right. All they were doing was dealing coke. Uh, you know what? <laughs> it's none of, none of my business. Yeah. I mean, hey, uh, free will. Am I right? Somebody, it's somebody Miami. Be- somebody- I mean, it's there anyway. Somebody kneecaps your girlfriend. You go over there. You want to beat him half to death. That's fine, I guess. Yep. That's you don't the take down his drug ring. You don't go after everybody. This guy's drug ring had nothing to do with whatever you were out for revenge for. Yeah, exactly. You were upset that Johnny Glades kneecapped your girlfriend. Then that's fine. Go after Johnny Glades. Yeah. Take care of him. You can kill him or you can beat him within an inch of his life. That's your choice. It's got nothing to do with Mark Anthony. It's got nothing to do with Ernie Hudson and his budding political career. Yeah. That's destroyed. He's got kids at home. He's got a wife. You fucking killed him. <laughs> Made a widow of a wife. <laughs> oh, my God. I killed him. Oh, my God. I killed him. I finally did it. I finally did it. I finally did it. I fi- that would be great if it just the movie fades to black with him just stuttering to himself. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. Well, it's done. Hold on, Tuco. I, I can't let that piece of shit corrupt cop get an open casket funeral. <laughs> let me just take this shard of glass. It's not nearly done yet. I no. am sure he's got relatives. I haven't added to my face collection in quite a while. Well, the- Sorry, Tuco. We're not done just yet. I have to take out his whole bloodline. <laughs> Let's get to work. Don't worry, I think they got money or something. You're in on this too, right? <laughs> well, ro- well, we'll rob his safe at his house, and then we'll put his kids in it and kick it into the ocean. <laughs> oh, I- I'll sweeten the pot for you, Tuco. We can steal his computer, and then you can sell it for money. <laughs> Sweet deal, right? <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't know this for sure, but I got a line on a guy that tells me that this guy's got a Dell. Dell. <laughs> And that's one of the hottest PC products on the market right now. Tuco, you're getting a Dell. <laughs> oh, my God, brother, you're getting a Dell. What I love is, I mean, it's just about two hours long. It's, it's not longer than Star Wars. And when it's done, 
it's fucking done. Like they know the audience has had enough. <laughs> he doesn't go back to his lady friends. No, like everything's knows. safe now. Let's have sex in my bathing suit again. <laughs> like it's none of that. I got it's, a longboard bathing suit on now. <laughs> Tuco and him just walk off into the sunset. Also hilariously, because he's like, "Oh, I think I hear the cops. We better get out of here now." <laughs> and they just like walk away. As if nothing happened. I mean, it, and it fades to black, and that's the end of it. Some awesome mid-90s shitty rap music starts playing. Oh, yeah. Pumping it as hard as you can. Yeah, just a bunch of nobodies on the soundtrack. It's fantastic. Would anybody recommend this movie? I would recommend it. I would say that it's 15 minutes to 20 minutes at least too long. You yes. know, it's 20 minutes too long. Let's go for it. Let's yeah. go for it. <laughs> um, but it's... Uh, you know, it's it's competently made. It's a it could be like a guilty pleasure. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't. I'm, I'm on the side of not recommending it. Wow. I, yeah, I just the the, the runtime really burned me, man. And there's just <laughs> so many other things that are necessary going on in this movie, as opposed to like just cut this movie down, give me a 90 minute exactly what I want movie, yeah. and then it's a it's a strong recommend. Doesn't have to be good. It just needs to be focused. This movie's all over the place. It's a little all over the place, but I like this movie and have liked this movie for quite some time. This was a big watching on cable a lot. Uh, oh yeah, growing me up. too. And uh, I don't know. I've just I've got a thing for these movies where a fucking shithead goes into a school and tries to clean it up, and then kind yeah. of just does more bad than good. <laughs> it's great. That's why I don't like Dangerous Minds. She doesn't really do that in that movie. Yeah, she she actually solves things. Nor Boo. the Dangerous Minds TV show with Annie Potts, which I watched a little bit of. <laughs> wow, not as much Coolio in that movie. Well, though. she was a Green Beret, right? So she was. It was kind of a Tom Berenger it's with a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah. She just she was capable of feeling things though yeah i don't want that from my no uh, no yeah you want somebody that's yeah. on the edge once yeah. you once you passed a hundred like kills yeah like in-person kills too not like far away shots but like grabbing someone and and holding their husk of what was once them <laughs> yeah you, you cannot care after a while you know no, you, you lose part of your humanity and you're right that is so much better than actually getting somebody else high so that makes you a better person than <laughs> Than getting somebody else a little a little bit high. That's the substitute from 1996, directed by Robert Mandel. If you want more information about We Hate Movies, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're at whmpodcast. Also, I just want to plug this here. We haven't mentioned it on the air yet, but we took over some other person's reddit sub feed, <laughs> sub, sub whatever subreddit. Subreddit, yeah. Uh, Reddit.com slash uh r slash we hate movies yeah so there was a we hate movies subreddit that was dead for years so hey it's ours now we we just went in there and we just cleaned it up and took it over <laughs> well it's like hider in the house like we just got in there <laughs> yeah made it our own so come there and discuss uh the show with us yeah we're on there we're talking about stuff with people it's a lot of fun uh also write into the mailbag we all hate movies at gmail.com if you got some ridiculous substitute teacher stories. Those are always great. Write oh, it yeah. in. And also, uh, yeah. don't, don't do drugs. It's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's what this movie's telling yeah, you. Just letting you know. An, uh, an out-of-work mercenary will possibly murder you. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, the request lines are now open for the We Hate Movies November Listener Request Month, 718-925-3893. Uh, clue for next week's episode. Oh, it's the 20th anniversary 
Oh, shit. So uh, that's one you're going to have to work on with your noodle a little bit. But Do a little math, but we're back to school. It's time for math again, everybody. Yep. Yeah, if, you're, if your guess was uh, the 20th anniversary of me being 10 and change, you're right. <laughs> Unfortunately, that wasn't ever made into a movie. Uh, no. That's too bad. Well, that's, you know what? You get like a, like a, a direct-to-DVD knockoff of Boyhood? <laughs> yeah, there you go. In your life? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I'd rent it. <laughs> you wouldn't finish it. <laughs> so until next week when we celebrate two decades of something awesome, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>